Ladies and gentlemen, get your popcorn ready, sit back, relax, because it's about time for chatting with George Noonan. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Hello, Bridget. How are you? Good. How are you doing, George? Good. I'm adjusting your volume. You're very loud. I'm sorry. Okay. I've got you on speakerphone. Is that okay? Absolutely. Whatever works for you. Okay. I um, I, I loved when we were talking about setting this up, and, and I said, uh, how's, 10, how's 10 a.m. work for you? And you're like, Eastern time? I thought, yeah, that, I thought I that was fun. So that tells me that you're somewhere not Eastern time. Where are you? I'm in New Orleans. Oh, no way. Yeah, just for a minute, though, you know. <laughs> well, that, that, that's all it takes, really, I think. Right. Wow. Right. I'm not a kid. I don't need to be here for a few, for a few days. <laughs> well, the, the inner kid, the inner child in me is, is envious of you. Yeah, exactly. I like watching the people go out. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you. Good night. <laughs> now, are you anywhere near the madness, or is it all madness? I've never been. Um, oh, really? Yeah. You know, it's... It's cool for older people. I was actually here last weekend um, on a little vacation. It was way hot, but um, just because it's really the architecture is really beautiful. I mean, it's kind of like it's it's like Boston, like uh, architecture wise. You know, it's just kind of unique and uh, and there's a lot of amazing restaurants. You know, but you know, Bourbon Street is where all the p- crazy people go. You don't have to go down there. No, it's fun to walk down it and just go, oh, yeah, we don't need to be here. <laughs> walk at a brisk pace. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't. So mobbed. This, oh, it's all the time? The, at night, anyway, yeah. Really? There's nothing to see during the day. I mean, you want to go at night where all the girls are like, they wear pasties and everybody's hammered. And it's like, wow. Ham, hammered girls with pasties. Yeah, I, I need to go there, I think. It sounds pretty... <laughs> it's like that movie. Did you see the movie Girls Trip with like Queen Latifah and Tiffany Haddish? No. That's a, oh, that's hilarious. Jada Pinkett and that is hilarious. Yeah. To watch that. That's how New Orleans is. Like wow. That's... <laughs> In a nutshell, huh? Yeah. It's I'm, good. I'm afraid to watch it. I'm afraid I'll I'll end it and then book a ticket. Right. Maybe. Speaking of booking a ticket, are you are you working? Is that why you're in New Orleans? Yeah, that's why I'm here. All right. That's and, why I got to duck out. And you and you work for an airline? Can we can we say or no? You know, that's what I was thinking. That's the one thing we really can't do. I, we can talk about my job, but I cannot say who I work for. Who who works for? What? I don't know what you're talking about. Right, exactly. Yeah, I can talk about my job, but I can't name the <laughs> Understood. You know. Understood. They like um, to, they like to control that. I understand that, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. We don't we don't need to know. Yeah. We you can we can, you can be uh you can work for XYZ Airlines. How about that? Exactly. 
Exactly. We won't fly. We'll fly the somewhat friendly skies just to alter it a little bit like the shinning in the Simpsons because they don't want to get sued. <laughs> I don't know who's flying the friendly skies. People have their favorite airlines, but none of them are good right now. Is it really? How come? It's just, it's just, you know, it's just tough out there. It's like restaurants and hotels and it's just madness trying to get everyone back to work and. And the demands of people who've been locked up for a year and a half, the people are like, oh, no, I'm out. And, and, <laughs> and this, is, you know, this is how it's going to be. And you're like, that's not how it's going to be. That's not how it's going to be. So what did you, did you get laid off or were you working constantly? No, I worked the whole time. Really? Mm-hmm. And how were you, how were you, did you see your airline affected by it? Um. Well, pretty much everyone I know, I mean, I'd say 50% of the people I work with got COVID, myself included. And did. Um, I did. It was awful. Don't get it. I don't recommend it. Okay. So Two thumbs down. New Orleans, yes. COVID, no. All right. I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking notes. <laughs> exactly. I have my pen there and paper. Exactly. So far, so. I'm going to pass this test. So what was, I will get back to the airline to be named later. Just kidding. Um, right. But you had COVID or what was it like for you? You know, you know, it's, I got it. I didn't get it till January. Um, and, you know, like everyone else, I wondered, oh, have I already gotten it? And I don't know because it was asymptomatic. And, but um, I, uh, you know, it was weird because I was just tired. But I got it at the beginning of January. And, you know, anyone airline or retail, you know, other industries will say, yeah, the last two weeks of December, you don't stop working. Yeah. So uh, beginning of January, I was just like, oh, exhausted you know and uh and then i went for a hike and i you know not like i'm not like a massive hiker like christian maraconto or anything it's like <laughs> small hills small hills for me and i uh i was so winded and i was like maybe i'm dehydrated and you know what they say bridget and, they uh, say small hills small pasties in new orleans i think they say right that. that's right exactly so uh and then the next day, I had a sore throat and a fever. And I went, well, now it's obvious. Obviously, it's COVID, you know what I mean? So I got tested. And yeah, there it was. And nobody around me got it. My boyfriend didn't have it. He got tested twice in two different places, to be sure, you know? Well, like the butt and, and, the, uh, and the shoulder? What do you mean tested twice? In like two different regions? Yeah. Well, he did a, a mouth swab and a nose swab because oh. I, I was like, I, I'm skeptical of the mouth swab. But um, How come? I don't know. I mean, because it's in your boogers, right? And boogers are up your nose. <laughs> but what if you eat your boogers? I know. Well, then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you should have a fecal test, I guess. Yes, you probably but, should. But, uh, yeah, so nobody, my, I had carpooled to work with somebody the week before. They didn't get it. I talked to everyone that I had worked with closely over the last two weeks. Nobody got it. So, I don't know. I could have gotten it at the grocery store, you know? Sure. They don't know, they don't know anything about this, really. I appreciate That's that like, you were fashionably late. You got it in January. All the cool kids were doing it like in June and July. You were like, screw that, I'm waiting. I know. Good for you. I know. I know someone who got laid off, and uh, that's when she got it. She oh, was like, God damn it. What She's a like, bite. I'm not even at work. How did I get it? I'm not even <laughs> at work. So, so there's a, you know, the reason they keep changing things. I mean, it's so frustrating they keep changing. Oh, do this. No, no, don't do that. And yeah. It's because they really don't know. There's so much they don't know about this, and it's just awful anyway now since you've gotten it do you do you have to get vaccinated or do you because you know i i did get vaccinated i didn't know if i should have but at my turn to get vaccinated actually came up you know like only a couple months after 
I had COVID and I thought, is it even too soon? Should I wait? And I said, well, let me, I'm just going to get it done. And, you know. So sure. Yeah, why not? No. So I just did it. I'm surprised that you guys have, didn't, it wasn't mandatory to get it. Uh, or was it? Oh, it's, never mind. It's not, it's not, <clears throat> it's not mandatory. It's strong, but, strongly you know, suggested. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna give you a extra vacation day and like <laughs> fifty dollars to do it awesome. or something like that. So yeah, please but, get it, please get it. Right, the deadline to tell them. I mean, most of us have uh, a lot of us have gotten it, and um, but nobody's told the company yet. We're gonna wait till the till the deadline. <laughs> we're like they don't need to. They don't need to know. They don't need to know. What do you mean? Like what? what what's the benefit of waiting? Like well, I had, because right now, right now, if you're exposed, and of course they really try hard to not tell you that you've been exposed, they have to give you ten days off to quarantine. Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> so we're, our thought is, if you tell them you're vaccinated, they're not going to quarantine you. They're not going to believe. <laughs> they're yeah, still, they're not going to believe. You. The CDC is still, uh, you know, talking about that. Do you need to quarantine if you've been vaccinated? But you know, people who are vaccinated are getting it. So. Yeah, I think ideally you want to be quarantined and um i don't know where, where would you be where, where, ideally for you because since you do more travel way more traveling than i do what well, yeah, where would you want to be I, god it wouldn't be bad to be here but yeah. kind of hot right now right now would be a good time to be in san fran or something but then when you're quarantining i mean scouts honor you're supposed to be like <laughs> in, your, in your hotel room yada 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 you know so but uh i have had uh I've been removed once for myself, of course, because I got COVID. But two other times, I was removed with pay for ten days because someone exposed me. So sweet. That's, I know. So what I did both times was run right out and get a test. And when it came back negative, then I said, "All right, I'm going to go to the grocery store and I'm going to do this and that." And, but you know, I know it incubates. So you know, really, you shouldn't do that. But you know, I mean, come on. This is why girls have. Oh, I'm sorry. Enough with this, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> oh, God. We got to learn to live with it now is what we need to do. That's the thing. I mean, I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm always on the fence about the whole thing. Well, uh, it's real. No, it, it, not, it does yeah, exist. And, and people are dying. And if I can do something to, if, if, if my actions can keep someone from getting sick or dying, that's what I want to do, you know? Yes. So, and yet, and yet, you know, Australia has been locked down for a year and a half and people are still getting it there. So it's like, come on. Right. Right. Poor Australia. Come on. Come on, Australia. Step it up. (laughs) Well, I mean, what can they do? They're an island. It's like Hawaii. They're an island. They can't just drive to the next hospital. So you do, but this is what you do if you're Australia, in my opinion. Okay. I remember I was in third grade. I believe it was third grade. I'm just going to say third grade. And I got chicken pox. And guess who was the most popular kid in school that day? Me. Yeah. yeah. His mother sent you over. Everybody get it. Hey, come on over, everybody. It's a, there's a party. They don't need to know why. Just there's a party. Everybody got it and it's over with. They should just have My, a huge Right. A huge kids, COVID party. Kids don't, <laughs> kids don't die from kids don't die from chicken pox, you know. So uh, chickens do. Chickens do. Yeah. Kids I wondered why they call it chicken pox. Well, is that like a that's like a that's like an animal disease, huh? I guess. I don't know. I, I always Find it weird too. Great question. That's a great question. <clears throat> I feel kind of something to Google. Something to Google later. Maybe I will Google that. Yes. Why chicken pox? Why chicken pox? It depends on how they take it. Why? Why? What are you rummaging through your closet right now? 
<laughs> walk. I'm walking around my hotel room. I'll stop. No, you don't have to. You don't, no, you don't have to. It's just <laughs> making noises. I just don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to interrupt. That's all. <laughs> now, when do you come? Do you do you have a? Oh, here's a question I always wanted because you are a. Uh, can I say what you do, or can you say what you do? Yeah, you can say what I do. Yeah, absolutely. You just can't say who for. Okay. <laughs> who or what for? <clears throat> Right. Uh, you are a what is the, is the correct term flight attendant? Flight attendant is the current <clears throat> term. Yeah. The current. What was the old? What, what, you weren't ever. A, were you ever? I was never a stewardess. Okay, no. that's what I was trying to ask without asking. Uh, air ho- air hostess is another one. You know, flight yep. crew, but that includes the pilots too. When you say that, yeah, screw them. Yeah. Air host. <laughs> that that's interesting. That that seems to me like you're trying too hard. Air host. I'm an I air hostess. Was, oh, air hostess. That was. Yeah. I think that was before even stewardess. It sounds ancient. I know. Air I'm, hostess. I'm an air hostess. It sounds kind of slutty, actually. I know, but they weren't back then. Well, they probably were actually. Yeah, they were. They were flying the friendly skies. That's what. I mean, that's where they got that slogan from. With pilots, with those yeah. pilots that had the pilots that had just come back from the war, like dashing ones, yeah, you know, like seventies mustaches. <laughs> War heroes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but do you have a? Do you? Do you? Now you grew up in Stoneham. Do you have? I I I moved to Stoneham when I was uh, for the fourth grade. Oh, that's about when I came to Stoneham as well. Oh, all right. Well, my fourth grade. It was your fifth grade. Right. So I mean, like you know, it's funny a town like Stoneham. You're like you're you're still an outsider because you didn't go to kindergarten with everyone. Yeah, jerks. Still hurts. <laughs> yeah. But do you have a permanent residency in, in Stoneham where you spent the majority of your school years, or do you have do you live somewhere else like Florida? Uh, or can you not uh, say? I did ninth I did fourth grade until junior year. What? My parents moved we moved out before my senior year. I'm not officially an SAH grad, but they um, I'm always included in reunions and whatnot, but I didn't do my senior year there. I had no my idea. Parents, my parents suck. You didn't miss me at all, I guess. You know what it was? I was masking the pain. See, I, I, yeah. I, I it's like you when you, it out. yeah, you didn't, it's called denial. I was, den- I did. I totally blocked it out. That, that's, that's true. Where'd you, where'd you end up? What did you already say? And I wasn't listening because I was so offended. Um, Charlotte, North Carolina, wow. where we had lived, where we had lived before. My parents just kept, they're like me and I, and, and I have it in me too. I just keep moving back and forth and back and forth between the same places. Oh. Um, Charlotte, North Carolina, before it was like a city that anyone had heard of, you know, it was, uh, and I went to, because the public schools in the South and, um, are like big, county schools and they're terrifying if you're a little girl from Stoneham, massachusetts you know 200 200 people in our class the high the public high schools there had like two thousand people in just the class wow. and my parents were like nah she can't handle that so they sent me to uh the catholic high school there and there's still i think there's still only one catholic high school in that city so i went there and for a year it was nice how does that work, though? The, by the time you meet everybody and get friends, it's like time for final, isn't it? I know. But you know what? They were most, they were, it was a really small high school at the time. And uh, down there, down in the South, I mean, even in Florida, the Catholic schools are considered like private schools. Yeah. You know? They're not like, you know, in Boston, it's like, oh, Catholic school. Any kid could go to it, really, you know? 
Right. But it was like a private school. Ooh. So I'm like, yeah. So my new friends, like a lot of them, like had BMWs and monster houses. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. but I, everybody was really welcoming. I mean, because you're a curiosity when you transfer in your senior year. Who's you know? the new girl? Who's that new girl? Yeah. She looks they were really nice. She looks bitchy. I, I, I'm, in, I'm in touch with a, a couple people still from there. So that's nice. You know, it's a different life experience. So it's it's good to have them. Do you know people in almost every state? I don't think so. No, I mean, I like I don't know anyone in Nebraska or who does. Anything. I know. Is it even real? Does it even really exist? I don't think so. I've never seen it, so it can't exist. I've never seen wind. I don't know the wind exists. Exactly. See, but I was wondering about that because, like, so it's possible for you to blow through a state quickly and not even step outside the airport. Oh, we don't even step off the airplane in a lot of places. Is that right? Sometimes I don't, if I'm working in the back, I don't even see the agent who opens the door and then loads the people up and then closes the door again. I don't see them. Wow. I'm, you know, nobody. I see the cabin cleaners. That's it, you know? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. So what's the longest you've ever had to stay in a place? Longest? Yeah. Through no fault of technicalities, like the plane broke and you're put up. Like what? Oh, well, probably just, you know, two two days. You know, they don't, I mean, we're not there for a week. It's not like the movies where you're like, oh, I'm going to land in Paris and I've got three days here. You know, no, <laughs> got about 20 hours. And, you know, the mostly you're somewhere like that, Paris or Tokyo or something. It's 20 to 30 hours and you're gone. So can you really maximize your, your time? Because it sounds like a people, I think people have a connotation of, of airplane crews that they live the, because there's all these movies, like you just alluded to the movies. You know, you're jet setting, you're over here, you know 20 people here, you're, it's a party that night, and then you get back on the plane the next day like that Kaylee Cuoco, uh, HBO Max right. show. Right, I I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty, there is a second season coming up, too, but but it's not. It's clearly not like that. Um, yeah, oh, maybe it is. When you're younger, like her character is supposed to be, yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, say, last night we landed around uh, 9.30, got to the hotel a little bit after 10, and these are, I was lucky, I was with a group of women I've known, you know, oh, some of them over 20 years, um, but they were all women like my age, and and I said, all right, you know, what's everyone wearing tonight, you know, and we all laughed and said, okay, see you in the morning. <laughs> But, you know, 20 years ago when I met them, we would have been like downstairs in 10 minutes, nice. everybody. And we would have been we would have been doing our makeup and hair on the way to the hotel. <laughs> Save time, sure. And we would have gone out and, and we would have woken up an hour before, you know, we were supposed to leave. And, uh, but, you know, now it's like we get in, I went right, took a shower, went right to bed. I was up at seven o'clock, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the grocery store to make sure I have a sandwich for later. And <laughs> I'm going to get coffee. And that's what I do now, you know. See, that's the movie I want to see. I want to see uh, yeah, the, 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 the Bridget Clayton uh, years. I, I don't know, like you have, a, they go by decades, how you handle it. Because that's, that's fascinating to me. Like, it, you, you're so right. You, it totally changes, but it's kind of gradual. It's not to the extremes. Like, did you... Or was it extreme? Did you notice you were like, wow, we're old now? Or did you just go, hey, when did this happen? Do you know what I mean? Um, do you know, it just happens. And, you know, when you start the job, you see 
the older women and all they want to do. And is there like, is there a grocery store near the hotel? And they'd be like, Oh my God, she's so boring. But now that's me. I'm a grocery store tourist. Like I'm like, where's the grocery store? What can I get? I'm concerned about what am I going to eat all day? Wow. I don't mind. I don't, I don't mind. I don't No, There's nothing wrong with it. I don't miss waking up hungover and then having to work all day. (laughs) It's just funny though. Like where's, where's the public's around here? Yeah, exactly. Mm, public. <laughs> yeah, they have the public. best. They have the best chicken fingers. I'm sure you know because I know you spend time in Florida. I I'd never gotten to the chicken fingers. I'm too busy getting pub oh. subs. I, chicken fingers in the deli, you know, in, in the fried chicken and the key lime pie. You're not going to find any better. Key lime. I love key lime pie. See, I I just Publix, Publix has the best. It's not going to be better anywhere else. Really? No. See, now I need to go to a Publix. And they're fried chicken. But the chicken, the chicken fingers, they're like huge ones. They're like, they have them cold in the deli section. They might have them hot over there too, but you can get them with the potato salad or whatever. They're so good. The best. I uh, I have to branch out because seriously, once I tried a pub sub, I was like, that's all I'm getting. That's all I've ever gotten. And and I think, I don't know if Sharon, uh, I don't know how to say her last name, Sernilia. I don't know how to say her name. She's a million last names. All right, yeah. (laughs) Sharon, last name Infinity. I, I I think she raved about the chicken fingers, too. I'm surprised she eats them because they're breaded. But maybe she gives herself a treat. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe it was actually Jessica Blaylock, who you, you probably know from Fox Sports in my in Florida. She talked about Publix, too. Oh, I know that name. Because she, she does this. She's a, she does. She works for the Marlins and the Panthers. Oh, okay. She does the, oh, yeah. I want to say sideline reporting, but I don't know if it's actually a sideline, but um, she mentioned Publix too. Well, I think, actually, I think I mentioned it and she would raved about that also. So it might've been her who said the chicken fingers. I don't know. Chicken but. fingers. It's a meal. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'm telling you. This is great. This is like. That I, used to, I used to, I mean, I would go to parties sometimes like in Fort Lauderdale, like nice parties thrown by like you know, like stylish gay men and they'd be serving those chicken fingers and they'd be like, yeah, they're from Publix. They're the best. And I'd be like, I thought it was just me. No, that's not. And, and isn't stylish and gay redundant? It is not. It is not. There's unstylish gay not. people? It, they're, oh, incredibly. Oh, man. I'm, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I know. It's tragic, isn't it? It, it? it really is. I'm glad I'm sitting down for this information because I think I would have passed out if I hadn't been. Yeah. So this is, this is a good thing. It's not redundant. Yeah, those are just the media gays. Yeah, there's plenty of just average gays. <laughs> are you average gay? Eh, I don't know. Now, when do you, you when do you leave Louisiana? Uh, we are going to leave the hotel at two fifteen today. Or, mm-hmm. you, yeah. You're squeezing me in. This is great. That's right. Well, the only thing I have, like I said, I'll, I'm going to go get some coffee. There's a cold, there's a place here that makes a really good cold brew concentrate. Oh, I'm going to go. What I'm is it? take it home. It's a French truck. A French truck. That's the best they could come up with? A French I get, Louisiana, but truck? French truck, yeah. Like vehicle truck? Yep. French truck. I'll have to look that up. What, what do you love about it? It's just really good. It's just really you good, know, okay. They put a little bit of chicory in theirs. And I know a lot of people aren't big chicory fans, but it's just a, you know, it's the right amount. Like for me, like I love food and I love to eat and everything, but I'm not a good cook because I don't know the right amount. Like when my boyfriend cooks, like he'll put 
the right of, I'm like, how do you know the right amount of that spice to put in there? You know, that's just, they got that much chicory in it. Just the drop. What's chicory? It's, it's some kind of root that's like they put in the coffee down here. Yeah. And I think that also it's something that, I don't know if it's how long it's been traditionally French, but I know in World War Two, God, probably in World War One as well. I don't know. But World War Two in France, you know, the Germans came in and to France and occupied it and everything that was good went to the German soldiers and everything. And the French citizens got nothing. So they would brew chicory. It's a root of some kind. They would brew chicory as like a coffee substitute. You know, which so I, I think it's something they've always the French have always used to flavor their coffee. But I you know, I know in World War Two, it's all they had was just chicory. But wow. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't even know chicory existed, let alone its history. Chicory. Chicory, chicory duck. Yeah, I know. That's what they well, it's, just like it's, it's just like something that I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, when they do bourbon in an oak barrel or something, you get that essence. Mm. But I've been at home using, because I can get it at the grocery store, Stumptown has a cold brew concentrate that's really good. Yeah? Yeah. So I never... Two shots two shots of it, and then, like, whatever kind of milk you want to use. Or if you don't use milk, you put water, you know. Wow. It's, in, it's like, mm, so good. Huh. I love cold brew. But do you, do you cold brew at home? I saw you had that on Facebook today or yesterday or something. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Um, we, well, used to. I, I, I have, but it's just so much easier to get the concentrate. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> I mean, come yeah. on. I'm going to brew it for 18 hours. I'm thirsty now. I mean, come on. Same thing. Exactly. And plus, you know, <laughs> sometimes when I make it, same with like the French press. Like, I don't think I'm making it right because it comes out and it's so strong and it's delicious, but then I'm like so jittery afterwards. I'm like, damn. <laughs> it's, it's too strong. <laughs> That's the chicory so the right concentrate, there. The like, concentrate measures it, you know. It's like. Yeah, it's fantastic. And the Starbucks concentrate's always on sale. Um, yeah, because it's Starbucks. Yeah. And, and but they have. They <laughs> I mean, I'm just. But they have. Just they have two types of concentrate. They have the, they're like K cups, but it's concentrate in the K cups. So you just pour it in the thing, um, and then they have the the like a jug of concentrate where you do half concentrate, half water, and it's just that takes me twelve seconds, I, mean, I think, it down. It's it's. Yeah, I'm not a big Starbucks person. Well, how come? If it's the only thing there. Then I'll have it, but I, I'd even rather just get a cup of coffee from Seven Eleven. Hey, Are, there. Uh, somebody I walk by. I'm in my garage. Oh, okay. So this is where it's all. Um, this, yeah, this, this is where the magic happens. What, so, it, what's your favorite place to like? If you can go to any place, any place to get a cup of coffee, where well, where is it going to be? If I'm in a city, I want to, and I think that's part of it too is that you know since you don't party and you don't go to museums and you don't you know what because you have 16 hours and you just, you know you got to sleep and eat and get ready to go again um I, I like to find a local coffee shop so you know i want to go to a local business right if you can i mean because you because you, if you're only going to touch in a city if you're only going to touch a city for like 12 hours you know you want to try to get some kind of local feel for it. And so, I mean, why would I go to Starbucks? You know I mean? There's one everywhere. That's fair. Which is what, which is what's good about Starbucks as well. You know, you can count on there being a Starbucks, but uh, I want to go to a local coffee shop. So, I mean, 
Portland, Oregon is an amazing city for that. Like you're like cracked out, like, Ooh, look, another one. Ooh, look, another one. <laughs> um, just cause you can get, cause you know, usually it's, it's not going to be in the lobby of your Marriott, you know? Yeah. You can have a totally homogenous experience in any city you go to because it's, Oh, I'm in the chain hotel and which I, I like chain hotels cause they're very reliable, but, um, it's like, oh, and now there's a Starbucks in my lobby. Oh, and now when I go to the airport, I can go to a Subway sandwich. And I'm just like, this is so – sometimes a generic experience is good because it's reliable, you know? You know what you're but getting. You don't, you don't want to always have a generic experience, you know? True, true. Now, speaking of non-generic experiences, you just mentioned Portland, Oregon. Have you ever been to Voodoo Donut? What is it called? Voodoo Donut. Oh, yeah. I have. I have. I waited in line in the rain for it. <laughs> well, the rain was implied, but yes. Um, how, how is it amazing? It was really good, Ooh. and there's a lot of choices, And but it's a donut. It's a donut. Okay, so what did you get, though? Did you get that the, the voodoo one that was famous? I have no recollection of what I got. That's how it was. <laughs> Understood. Understood. And um, I think they opened one in Austin or something. Yeah, they do have two locations. I, 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 I'm not. A, I don't. I've never been. I just happen to have seen. I've yeah. seen them on TV twice recently, so they're they're in my. I head mean, now. I would recommend it. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. You go in there, and it's like there's, um, you know, it's like, it's it's amazing. But you want the line to be long because it's going to take you that long to figure out what you want to get. <laughs> you just one of those kind of places. You don't want to walk right in because you'll be like, oh, pressure. Yes. That's really cool. Yeah. Wow. So where are you headed to next? What what region of the country? Um, I'm we're I'm gonna go we're gonna go home today. We're gonna Ooh. fly to Dallas and then fly I live in California now, so we're gonna fly to California. Wow. So you And then live, I'll be home for two days. And you're so now you're on the, the West Coast. What's the biggest difference between the two? Uh this. I think the people on the West Coast this is a generalization, yes, of course. Yes. Because I'm in Southern California. So, I mean, Northern California would be different. Um, they just, so everyone, nobody has a, first of all, sarcasm they don't get. They think being mean is sarcastic. And I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's just, that's just, that's just being mean. Sarcasm right. is, so they take everything personally. They're easily offended and, I just, they just really care about nothing, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a fan. <laughs> not a big fan. At, at all or just? just... Uh, at all. Okay. Yeah. So when are you moving? I don't I know, right? Well, I, I, I live with a Southern Californian, and that's they think, isn't it amazing? The sun shines every day, and I go, no, that's tedious, actually. <laughs> all, all your yard is everything's brown. My yard is brown. If I park my car outside for a minute, it's dirty. Thank God I have a garage, you know. Cause wow. Just, you know, Florida sun eats your car. California's the same way; it just eats your car. It's just. Bleh. How long have you lived there? About. Seven years, maybe in a row. I'm really bad. I'm really bad with years. I have no idea what year anything happened. Maybe because I don't have kids, and I don't really, you know. Who cares? Yeah. 
I don't know how old, you know, people are like, how old are your nephews? No, no, they're tall, tall now. <laughs> you know, I don't have any idea. They're tall years old. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know about years. I'll remember last year, though, that's for sure. Yes, most likely. Yeah, yeah. It'll be um, PC, B, BC will now be before COVID, I think. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. <laughs> I love that. I make that noise. Ugh. I love that, too. Ugh. No. I, don't know. I think I think we're educated differently in New England than other parts of the country. And I I, I have friends in North Carolina who are um, both educators and they always because I don't know, Facebook isn't as popping as it used to be. But I know we used to all get on these big rants, you know, someone would post something and we would all jump in. And go back and forth and cross-reference other things. And you remember when you're like Facebook was so fun? Yeah. Like you you'd put something on there and you get like 200 comments. <laughs> and but apparently that's not normal for people like who are not from Stoneham particularly, but from New England. My friends from North Carolina would say we love when something gets going on your Facebook page because they say that we love the way that you and your friends talk to each other. They say that's just so quick and we don't have that. We don't have that in North Carolina. And they say it's it's something about it must be something about the way you guys are educated, the way you guys can just go. And I say and I, do you remember Natalie Jacobson? Yeah. From the, the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I don't know if she's still on the news there or not, but um I had her on a flight from Miami to LA and she stopped me dead in my tracks and I said, What are you doing here? And she says, What do you mean? I said, well, aren't you supposed to be in Boston? And she laughed and she says that she gets that reaction a lot. Like when she's not in Boston, people are like, well, what are you doing here? You know, and she's like, she's like, I'm allowed to go to other cities, you know, <laughs> and uh, whoever her husband or boyfriend or partner was at the time, he just like put his newspaper like up over his head. He's just probably so used to it. Like, oh, my God, here we go again. And uh I said, it's just so surprising to see you out of context. And she says, yeah, because I belong on the little box, right? And I said, what if I saw you in Boston? I said, if I saw you in Boston, it wouldn't, you know, phase me. But to see you like Miami to L.A., I'm like, what are you doing here? And and we talked a little bit about New England. And, and, and she said, and we talked about what do you think the difference is between, you know, what's so special about Boston? And uh, I said, you know what? I said, you know what? I said, when I get on the, I said, I used to work from New York to LA and I would work from Boston to San Francisco. I said, and people would get off the plane and there'd be a whole stack of leftover magazines and books and newspapers. And, you know, people, you get on the subway in Boston, you know, you get on the blue line and you pass through like a wealthy neighborhood and then a poor neighborhood. And then you're in the city, but every person's got a newspaper. Doesn't, you know, if you're a bricklayer or a day laborer or a stockbroker, everybody's reading something, you know, doesn't matter what language it's in, you know, if it's about soccer or if it's about everybody's reading something. So everyone in Boston has an opinion, right? Yeah. Like even if you're from a different country, different neighborhood, I don't watch soccer, but let me tell you what I think about (laughs) it. We all have an opinion. You go to Miami or LA and nobody's got an opinion on anything because they never read anything. Mm. And so that's what Natalie Jacobs and I were talking about. You go to Boston, everybody's got their head in, the, head in something, even if, like I said, even if it's like a newspaper in Spanish about soccer or if it's the Wall Street Journal. Everybody's reading something and they're going to tell you what they think about it later. 
I don't know. Just... That is kind of funny, though. That's that's unique. That's unique to that's unique to the Northeast. Because I mean, Philly Philly would be like that too. But you start getting out out of there, Detroit, a mm, little bit. But once you start getting to the edges of that Northeast area, you're not gonna you're not gonna. I don't know. People just aren't going to tell you what they think. I guess that's polite. Maybe that's polite. It, well, that's, I was just going to say, there's, there's, good, there's good to that as well. Maybe I don't care what Fat Mike from Everett thinks about uh, Abington High School's football team. You know what I mean? It's, it's. Oh, I know, right? Why does a guy from Everett have an opinion? <laughs> that, that, there is some of that as well. I couldn't tell you where Abington is on a map. I couldn't. I know it's, and I'm here. In Massachusetts. <clears throat> is it like near, is it near Framingham or something? No, no, no. Do you know where the Bridgewaters are? The what? Bridgewater, East Bridgewater, West Bridgewater, regular Bridgewater. Yeah. It's like kind of near Rhode Island. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just, I'm about, I'm actually closer to Rhode Island than I am um, Boston, I think, I think. Yeah. It's, 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 Abington's, the only thing I hate about Abington is Growing up in Stoneham, of course, uh, 93 was down the street from my house, and 128 slash 95 was five minutes from my house. In Abington, I have to drive a half an hour to get to Route 3. It's it's just, uh, it's, it's yeah, ugh, exactly. It's that, that, it's, it's, I, never, I didn't realize how spoiled I was to just have access to go wherever I wanted to fast. I know. I know. Anywhere. <laughs> it's, it's it, was always a drag, it was always a drag to get to the pike though because you had to like drive to boston and then get on the pike yeah the pike is easier yeah. to get to from here but yeah if you wanted to go to new york you were like oh i gotta go to boston and then new york it's yeah like, come on <laughs> exactly yeah there's pros and cons to everything i guess what's yeah. uh, what's um without wait you actually i don't care if you name drop but what who is the well, I guess you have to name Robert if I want to ask this question. Who was the most famous person you saw on a flight of yours? Well, it might be that picture you want to use. It might it might be Bruce Springsteen. I mean, that's famous. That's that's famous. And you actually said she's he's the only person you've ever taken a picture on the on the plane you've ever You know, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Come on. You have to. You know to. what? I just you have to. It's first of all, I mean, I know someone who's worked worked um for his for someone in his band when they go on tour for years and he said what do you mean you saw him on a commercial flight Bruce doesn't fly <laughs> commercial and I said well we asked him about that and you know he's he had been in he had been in Florida on a family vacation and they were about to start the Australia tour and the plane was waiting for them in LA so they just threw him on this plane and wow but yeah and it's it's interesting because people like him, you know, they're not necessarily famous, but people who fly private jets a lot, they sometimes have to take a commercial flight. The jet's broken or there isn't one available. Or It just lost Bridget. I got to call her back. Sorry about that. It blanked out on me. <laughs> I don't know if that was me or you, but I'm, I'm glad you're back. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, what did I do? What did I do? Yeah. Anyway, uh, people on private jets, when they get on a commercial jet, they're like so interested in everything you're doing that they're like the most lovely customer because they're like, oh, what are you doing now? Ooh, now what's happening? Ooh, you know? <laughs> That's funny. They're, actually, they're like kids full of wonder. But, you know, I don't know. They don't ever want to come back again. But, you know, they're like, oh, 
back to private. Yeah, right. Of course, this this is good today. But think of the odds: Bruce Springsteen gets put on a flight, and it's yours. I mean, you my I know you have I to know. take that picture. Now, is it frowned upon? I mean, granted, you can't do it to everybody, but you know, it's not frowned upon. But um, I've spent a lot of uh, when I've done when we have what we call premium flights, and that's like New York, L.A., and you know, LA, Paris and stuff like that. Premium flights. I've spent a lot of time working the lead position on the plane. So I'm the one like in charge of first class and in general, the whole plane. But so I've spent a lot of time, like the flight sense will say, who's up there today. And now do they <laughs> seem nice? And what if I want to take a picture and I'll say, let me feel them out first. And generally they want, uh, the celebrities will ask, yeah, I, I will take pictures, but can we wait for the end of the flight? Because yes. they just want to relax during the flight, and they don't want it to be awkward. And they don't want people bugging them the whole time. I mean, who wants someone bugging them the whole time? True. So they'll say, yeah, at the end of the flight, fine, or something. Which is fair. It is fair. And um, I've, I have had, like, the Kardashians on a lot. They do private now. But before, they were – when they were just rich and not mega rich, they, they flew commercial a lot. And someone asked – Kim Kardashian, why, why do you, why do famous people always wear sunglasses in pictures? And she's like, so that if I'm cross-eyed or making a weird face or look <laughs> stupid, she goes, I'm still going to look good in the picture. Oh, that's so awesome. I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. That does you make know? sense. That's why I do it. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, please. Right. That's, right. that's fantastic. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen was a really big get. Yeah. I had, um, Brian May from Queen on a flight once and, uh, he was on the same flight with Alan Parsons. We were all like, damn. It's you know? a concert in the sky. Uh, Springsteen. Right, right. And the best part was they had, never met, they had never met each other before. So they were both really excited. The other person was there too. So that was cool. That was a coincidence, huh? That's crazy. It is. It, I like when celebrities are excited to meet other celebrities. Right. See, celebrities, they're people just like us. <laughs> they are. I, I had Kesha on a flight and John Stamos was on it and she was like, oh my God, oh my God. What was his name on that show? Uncle something. Uncle Jesse. Uncle, oh my God, it's Uncle Jesse. Like she was going to die. I was like, calm down, girl. She goes, do you think he's nice? Do you think I should talk to him? And I'm like, uh, I said, honestly, you look like a 20 year old college girl. He's not going to know who you are. <laughs> you know? And she's like, oh, that's true. She's like, <laughs> she's like, shut up, get back up to first class. No, she was glad I told her she looked 20. Oh, that's a oh, fair point. I didn't think of it that way. She's like, oh, thank you, but... <laughs> thank you, but I'm still going to yeah. do it. I said, I thought you were a college girl till I looked at my, you know, till I looked at my passenger list. I said, I thought you were a... Some daddy had bought you a first-class ticket. She, <laughs> laughed, you know. she gets the sarcasm. See, she must have spent time in the Northeast. Yeah. Now, yeah. So, I, I, the, <clears throat> yeah, I'm sorry. I had the rock on a flight. That was really nice. Did you really? He's very... Yeah, I mean, he flies private too. He probably owns his own plane. So yeah. I, sometimes people, but his daughter, his daughter lives in Miami. So I think that sometimes you just, the jet's not available or something, or just it's quicker sometimes to just be like, hey, you know, there's a commercial flight at 10, you know, because they change their plans a lot. These, you know, people, they change their plans at a moment's notice. So, I mean, it can take a couple hours to wrangle up a jet. Whereas you're like, well, in an hour and a half, you know, yeah, XYZ yeah, yeah. airline has a flight leaving. Just go run and get on that. So you declined to take a picture with a rock or did he decline or did you even ask? I didn't, I didn't ask him, but the other girls did. Yeah, I don't want a picture with the rock. He was very, I, I'm going to tell you, he was very charismatic. He had a great energy around him. And I'm not into like, he's so, I look at pictures of him and I'm like, 
that guy looks like he's so muscly. Ugh. But in person, he, he, was, he had the most beautiful smile in person. I'm like, all right, that's sexy. You know? <laughs> he, he, was, he was very, very good energy around him. He's a very nice man. Yeah, I met The Rock once, and uh, he was really cool. Yeah. Be- before he was as big as he is now. It was back in the day, but... Right. Well, this may this may have been ten years ago. So, well, you know. it, for you, it could have been three. We don't know, Bridget. We just know that I it don't was know. before exactly. COVID. That's all we know. Exactly. It was before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Those people are never coming back to commercial, right? No. Can you imagine a private jet? Oh, the joy! Oh. No, I'm getting on a plane in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun. Have fun. Should I be nervous? No. Have fun. <laughs> no. No, no but, need. Know, bring a sweater. Bring a sweater. It's August. Sweater. It'll be August. Why would I ever bring a sweater in August? It's not August on the plane. Yeah, uh, that's fair. People get on and they got their little Florida outfits on. They go, I'm freezing. No, and I'm I wouldn't like, do that. Well, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, I wouldn't you don't do have that. Any clo- you don't have any clothes on. You know. I mean, I sound. I, I you know how you feel. <laughs> you, my mother. You go. I sound like my mother, but now I sound like my grandmother. Put a I've sweater on. You just told me to bring a sweater on the plane. You do sound like a mother. Bring your sweater. Bring your sweater. I sound like a grandmother. <laughs> Here's some chocolate chip cookies. Bring your sweater. Right. Right. So how, how, have what you need. You know, people are like, oh, it's only a two-hour flight. And I'm like, yeah, but you could be sitting on the on the runway for an hour and a half or more. Bring a sandwich, you know. Don't start telling the flight attendant you're starving. I got pretzels. That's what I got. You know? <laughs> That's a so good idea. Be prepared as well. I wish people knew that. Be, be people do know that they just don't want to think about it. Be prepared for anything because it happens. Expect the unexpected is what you're saying. Well, I mean, expect the expected. Oh, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, it's not, you know, <laughs> even in the best of times, your flight can be delayed. You know. Yeah, that's true. I've I've been very lucky with flights, to be honest. I've only had one nightmare. Actually, I got I was. I benefited greatly from one mishap. I was in Barbados, and we were getting on to leave, and the lights on the um, <clears throat> the aisle, the aisle lights weren't working. Oh, emergency! Yeah, the emergency lights. And they said, "Sorry, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get you off the plane, put you up in a hotel." And I'm like, "No, please, please, yeah, exactly. Can you please fly? I'll wait." Another exactly. day in Barbados on the airline. I forget what airline right. it was, to be honest. But that's but. that's good planning on your part. That was fantastic planning. <laughs> but people start panicking because they go, well, I have a meeting in the morning. Well, then you should have, you know, and I don't want to victim blame, but if you have a meeting in the morning or, yeah. and I've heard this, parole hearing, you know, that kind <laughs> of stuff, you should leave Barbados the day before. You and should leave a day buffer, you know, or like. At least. You know. Yeah, for that and reason, we have a lot of people, and it, and it breaks my heart for people because I know that a lot of people they don't vacation every year; they vacation like once every twenty years, and we'll be flying into Miami or something, and we'll be late, like two hours late, and they'll say, "But my cruise leaves at what?" <laughs> don't do that. They say, "Well, I thought I'd have two hours to get to the cruise ship port, and it's only ten miles, but it's like now your cruise is left," and because they're like. You should really come the night before. Stay over, you know? yeah, absolutely. And people go, oh, but that's expensive, and I'm like, yeah, but now you're going to miss a whole day of your cruise because now you got to fly down to St. Thomas or whatever to meet up with the cruise ship. Night. You know, you should write a book. So I just I feel so bad for people, but I'm like, don't do that. 
or like their flight to Hawaii and they only left an hour buffer. And now, you know, I've had that out of Boston. You got to, you have to de-ice in the winter and that takes time, you know? And now if you've only left an hour in Chicago to hop your Honolulu flight, <laughs> now the Honolulu flight's gone. Ooh. Don't do that. Don't leave an hour. Don't think you're being clever. Like when I go to, I, well, I usually go to Europe every year for vacation, not obviously this year or the last year, but I, I go to like Dallas or New York or wherever I'm catching the flight to Europe. I plan to have like five or six hours at that airport in between flights. Really? Yeah. I don't want to miss it. That's fair. I don't want to miss it because I'm only going once a year. And some people only go once in their life. And you're going to leave an hour between flights? Oh, fuck no. That makes perfect sense. I go and, but the, also the good thing is, is like I go and I exhaust myself so that when I get on my little tiny coach seat on an eight hour <laughs> flight, I'm going to fall asleep, you know? Well, how do you exhaust yourself? We'd run around the airport? Walk around the airport and just stay awake, you know, go get a big spaghetti lunch. I'm not, I'm not waiting for the airline meal to have my dinner. That's so <laughs> That's emergency food, you know? That's not... When people are like, this food is oh, disgusting. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Why did you wait all day to eat this? Yeah, that's a good point. What what um, what airport has the best food? Um, food options or whatever. I got to tell you, New Orleans just opened a new airport, and they have great options, although not all of it's open right now, of course. I think that for me, I love the Miami airport because I can go get like a big Cuban dinner that mm. I cannot get in California, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and they have a couple of really good options in there. They have La Carrada, the famous one, but they have another one, Cuba, that's really good. And even if you're just running through and you're getting snacks from the little coffee bar, they have like the little potato balls and the ham croquettes and oh my God. So I love, the, I love the Cuban food at Miami airport. It's hard to find an airport like that that will do regional food. You know, like I was saying, everything else is Starbucks and Subway. And, <laughs> right. But but Miami has a lot of like regional local stuff and same with New Orleans. I like Boston because they got the legal seafoods. Yeah. That's really good. And that's something you probably don't appreciate because you live there. Right. But everyone else coming through Boston is like, oh, I'm going to get my clam chowder, you know. And they make sure to call it chowder, of course. Chowder, yeah. So everybody everybody loves that, you know. I think that Dallas has a lot of food, but none of it's really good. Really? Yeah, like there's a million options, but I'm like, I don't want any of this. But they all suck. Um, LAX, terrible. Um the international terminal has some good stuff, but you know, the million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, help uh, me, help me out. What, tell me about, um, tell me about the Detroit airport. You know, I don't go through the, I don't go through the big terminal because I don't work for that airline. You know, that has the major hub there. So, but. Neither, I'm not landing there either. I'm landing on the northern one, or whatever, or whatever the opposite of one's. The, the stepchild terminal. I'm at okay. stepchild terminal, so I, you'll speak in my language. So they have, you know, they've had some good. I haven't been through there in a in. Well, you know, I was there last summer, and I was so annoyed because none of the restaurants were open downtown. <laughs> but 
the Shake Shack was open and that's always a good, that's always good. So at least I got that. But Detroit has, um, they have these places and they're kind of like diners. And I don't really how to describe them. A Detroit, a Michigan local would have to describe them. They're called, they're called Coney Islands. And it's kind of like the cheesesteak thing in Philly. They're like, people have like a favorite one. You know, like, oh, no, that one's way better. <laughs> but uh, there's Detroit. There's like, and they were, I guess, I guess they were like brothers who got in a fight or some, some, some legend. <laughs> and they're mostly hot dogs, but they have like other diner food in them. So they have a couple of Coney Islands at both terminals. And then um, I tell you what they have. What they have is um, the terminal that I go to has a, it's just, and it's a chain, the Earl of Sandwich, right? <laughs> yes. But it's something about Detroit. It's like if you get like the egg and bacon sandwich, they do not skimp on the bacon. on Really? Uh, but I don't know. If, but they might get a new manager who tells the people who work there. What the <laughs> hell? Why is all? Why are you guys using so much bacon? So I don't. I don't want to say that that's going to be an always thing. Sure. But when I've hit it, the women are like, "Oh yeah." There's. It's like you're like this is a basically a bacon sandwich. It's uh but they have a couple of uh, – one thing that I do in the Detroit area is they have a huge – I mean, they have a big Greek population, so that's good too. But they have a really big um, Middle Eastern population as well, and they have a lot of people of Lebanese heritage. And so the Lebanese restaurants there are off the hook. So they have one – they have a little one at that terminal as well. I can't think of the name of it. I like a Lebanese kind of place. God, what's the name of it? Um, but – yeah, the Lebanese food, like the hummus and the pita and the salads and the chicken shawarma and the rice. It's just good. You don't get that at another airport. No airport has a Lebanese restaurant, <laughs> you know. True. So that's really good. I like to, you know, if you could hit something that's local and unique at an airport, definitely. But don't eat their pizza. It sucks. Oh, I was just going to ask you about Detroit pizza because I want... Uh, it's square and it's thick. I don't like thick pizza. I don't like that. Is that the only reason you don't like it? Because it's thick? I don't like thick pizza, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I mean, I mean, is pizza bad? Would I eat Detroit pizza? Yeah, I would. Would, <laughs> I, pers- would I pursue it? No. I mean, See, yeah. I'll eat a frozen pizza. I like pizza. So it's cheese, it's sauce, it's bread. How could it be bad? What can go wrong? I think Boston pizza is the best, so I'm, you know. Do you really? Even, yeah, even New York pizza, I'm like, mm, I think they put too much cheese on it. Wait, What? New York pizza, that's too a, much cheese. That's a thing, too much cheese? I think it's too much cheese. Really? Yeah. What, so what's yep. your ideal pizza, like a margarita pizza? No, I like I like cheese, but I think they put too much on, on New York. I think they're trying to be over the top. Or yeah? Yeah, I mean, what's wrong with Pizzeria Regina? There's nothing wrong with that. True, true. That's, like, that's, to me, the gold standard of, like, a cheap, like, if you want, like, a cheap, fast slice of pizza, that's, like, gold standard right there. Regina or what's that place by the airport that's so fucking good? Santarpios? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Is that what you meant, Santarpios? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it was like a name. It was a name that was a mouthful. Like, I think uh, <laughs> I, I just I, I think it's in East Boston technically. It's right by the if you're driving through uh the tunnel there. Yeah. It's right on the left there if you're going into town. Yeah, they have, they, you know, East Boston's got some great Mexican restaurants. Do they? Yeah. What's it's? Oh God, it's some square right there. Amazing Mexican restaurants, like because you know, I mean, Mexican food's like pizza. 
it's going to be good. It's tomato sauce. It's cheese. <laughs> you know, it's going to be good. But not but, too much cheese. I don't want extra cheese on my burrito. I don't. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't. I think you're hiding something if you use too much cheese. Is that kind right? Of a, I think it's a shortcut. It's kind of like, oh, this will just put cheese on it. A little oh, bit. it'll mask. You know what I mean? The crap is underneath it. Right. Because it's just, it's like, it's a shortcut. It's because it's going to be good if you put cheese on it. It's a shortcut. But that's true. Yeah. I mean, that's how I would learn. <laughs> yeah. No, do you, all right, this is random, this is random, but nachos. Are you a nachos fan? I love nachos. Yeah. Do you have yep. to have a certain amount of cheese? Or do you say load it up? And I know well, it's and I know it's different. I know it's different. I'm not comparing it to pizza. I know that, but you know, right? Well, it can be hard if it's, it's the thing with nachos is like sometimes it's not really evenly distributed cheese. True. You're like, yes. well, so it's not. I think it, I don't think it's more about the distribution on nachos. Yeah, I like to make nachos. I I do one layer oh. cheese, one layer cheese, one layer. You you have to. I want. For, I think. You're doing it right, I think. Yeah, it, it really I works out. Because I got, I, love I, I got the idea for because I remember going to like some chain. I don't know if it was, I forget what it was to be honest. It was on Route One, and they had an order of nachos. I always used to get the nachos, but it wasn't a, a it wasn't your classic nachos. It was literally um, one layer on the plate, and each chip had its own portion of cheese on it, and it, <laughs> and it melted. Perfectly, I guess. Right. But 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 right. it made sense. But I was like, well, can't you make another layer of that? Because I don't want to eat. I'm eating twelve nachos, literally. That's what you're giving me. Yeah, I need more. Yeah, you, I'm going to do nachos. Exactly. Do and you know what? Now I'm going to be craving nachos. I'm going to be craving them so bad. I'm going to have to get them. Right. I call them Chinese nachos because after I eat those, I'm like, I need more. Yeah. Not even have to wait to ten minutes. I want it right now. And, you know, the other thing about the uneven distribution of cheese is, like, then they'll stick it under the broiler, and, you know, they don't want to put it under there too long because then the chips will burn. But then sometimes if it's too much cheese in one spot, that cheese doesn't melt underneath, you know? Yes. And you're like, oh, yeah, see? Right. Yeah. When when you decide to stop flying the skies, we need to make a nacho food truck or something. Yeah. And we'll just do it right. How are we going to do that? I don't mind nachos that have like that, like, like Velveeta on it. That's okay. Yeah. Sometimes that's, that's actually very good. Yeah. We'll call it. Um, My mom used to make this dip and I know it's not her recipe, but it was like, and of course she microwaved it. Cause I think the women of our ge- mother's generation, they were like, Ooh, a microwave. What can I put in that? You know, of course uh, they were trying to, uh, Un- unenslave themselves from domestic stuff. <laughs> so it was like, it's like a block of Velveeta and a can of like, um, the brand she used was Rotel. It's like diced chilies and diced tomatoes. Yes. And you can get spicy or medium or whatever. And it was just that. It was like a can of that and a brick of the Velveeta and you just microwave it. I suppose you could warm it up over the stove. And it was so freaking good. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I've, I'm familiar with Rotel and that block yeah, of cheese. Rotel, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Velveeta and Rotel. And it's like, how is this so good? I like the salsa and, and, and the cheese. Mm. That's a, that's a, that. Why not a jar of salsa in the cheese? Exactly. Exactly. So B, classic. BG Nachos. That's what it's going to be called. Yeah. All like, right. <laughs> Could be GB. That's okay. Yeah, but the BG, is, it flows. Oh, the BGs. And people will remember it because they're like. The exactly. BGs. You can't spell it that way, but it'll be BG apostrophe S. Disco Nachos. It, it, Disco Nachos. That'll be the Rotella. I mean, not the Rotella. Is it Rotella? That'll be the Rotella in the. In the Velveeta. There you go. This, yeah. This stuff's making itself. 
I know. We got to trademark this fast. I am officially on it. I will. I won't release this until it's done. <laughs> that way, it's all taken care of. <clears throat> now, Bridget, I, I, I have to say it. This is kind of. I, I didn't know what to expect today because I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we've ever met officially. Like I know who you are. Well, I've known no, who you were. Certainly, we've we've certainly we've met. We bumped into it, but I, I can't ever specifically. But I've like. I've like never had your phone number or anything. Right. You know? And right. Because, well, you, I mean, you do now, but yes. <laughs> we, I think our, I mean, our circles in high school overlapped. I think you must've dated somebody that I was a friend with or something, right? Did you date someone on the track team? Um, I probably, I figured, I don't know. But, I know you ran, you ran track with my friend Lori, right? You ran track. You were like on the football team with my brother. It was well, actually, had a, I think I had a Spanish class with John. I, I was I had a class with John probably Mike okay. LeBaron. I, I that's where did, I, did you take that Latin class? No, did they had Latin. I didn't oh. take Latin. I took Spanish because they came out with like Latin one year, and I was in the class with my brother. They randomly said, "Hey, let's teach Latin." <laughs> I think it was Miss Papa. Wasn't she also a Spanish teacher? She loves it when you call her Miss Papa. You know that, right? What she loves it when you call her Miss Papa. Miss Papa. Yeah. She was just like she was like young. <laughs> like they brought her in. Like she was like a young teacher. Yeah. She taught Latin. I think she taught Spanish too. But like they said, let's randomly let's teach Latin one year. And my brother and I took it, and it was like a, a really random assortment of people. It was kind of cool. I was not one of them. No, I, I was Spanish. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. So you know, our circles overlapped. But I mean, certainly we've met. It's not like we've never met. But not since high school, probably. I probably. I mean, I haven't seen you since you know high school. I yeah, guess. yeah. Right. No, that's fair to say too. Maybe uh, I don't know. You don't know. You don't. I don't know. You mean you don't live in Stoneham anymore? I don't live in Stoneham anymore. It's not like we're going to see each other at the stop and shop. You don't even live in Massachusetts anymore. I know. Although I have an aunt who lives in San Jose. Now, is she one of those douchey people you're talking about? No, because she's Northern California. They're a little bit more cerebral. You hear that, Joyce? You're cerebral. Actually, that's that's true. So that, that They're a little bit. I mean, they invented the internet, right? I mean, come on. I think they did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When's the last time you were in town, Stoneham, as my mother would call it? What does she call it? Exactly. See? Stone. She calls it like a compound word, Stoneham. Stoneham. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's Stoneham or Stoneham. It's Stoneham. You know it's Stoneham. Stoneham. Exactly. Okay. Stoneham. You said said, said Stoneham once. You said Stoneham. Stoneham. I don't don't mind when people say it, though. That bothers me. Does it? Yeah. It's a little too New Englandy accenty for you. Well, no, I, I don't know. I never dove deep. I just know that it's Stoneham. I mean, it's it's not it's not. But you and I are outsiders. Remember, we well we now we are. The, now right. we, well, we didn't move there till the fourth grade. Remember? That's true. We're not, and I was from Wuben. I was in Wuben. Wuben. Yeah. Wuben. Wow, you from the ghetto? Huh? Yeah, exactly. I was moving on up right to Stoneham. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, um, where did where were you before Stoneham? Did you already uh, say? Well, we were in. You said uh, North. We were in North Carolina, right, Charlotte? We were in. We were in North Carolina, but then before that, we were in Marblehead, Massachusetts. So we've been moving. We've been downgrading our life, I guess. We were <laughs> we were in Marblehead, and before that, my dad was in the Navy. So we were in Virginia, and I was actually born in California. Wow. So yeah, so back and forth, you know. So what does that do for you? Like, because I haven't—I've only moved recently. I, I didn't really move much. 
<clears throat> excuse me, so I, I don't know that life. Like, was it difficult? Or was it a, a pain? Did you even bother trying to meet people? He's like, I'm going to leave in six months anyways. Um, no. It was, I was always sad when I moved. You were, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm a talker. I like to talk. I talk to strangers. Um, my parents say when I was a baby, and they, like, not a baby, but, you know, a toddler, and we go to the grocery store, I'd talk to strangers. I'd grab them. I'd tickle them. I just, so, so <laughs> wait, 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 hold on a second. Hold on a second. You would grab strangers and tickle them. Yeah. And my dad would say that, like, women would turn around, and, and he'd be like, oh, it was her. And they'd be like, yeah, right, buddy. Oh, you know? so I'd get my dad, yeah. That's awesome. Dad got, got uh, she did it. <laughs> Yeah. But you really did? Blame it on the baby, you know? Wow. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what happens now when you tickle strangers? Do they react the same yeah. way? Yeah. Well, they, now they're they're happy about it. See, I get in trouble. I get <laughs> I get in trouble. They don't, they don't like that when I do it. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't get drunk anymore because I get hung over now. And, <laughs> uh, and I think I'm an obnoxious drunk too. Yeah. Yeah. Ba- based on what? Uh, based on the last few times I got drunk, I think I was pretty obnoxious. And, and you know, if I would, I kind of embarrassed myself, but I'm not embarrassed. You know what I mean? Sure. Like we'll get if to- I acted like if I was drunk every night, I'd be embarrassed of myself. Like, you know, what made you, what made you think you were obnoxious? Like, what did you do? Can you remember? Or did they tell you? I'm sure you didn't black out, right? I mean, were you, do you, you must no, re- you remember no, everything, right? But what, what, no, I what? man, no, whew. But what do you qualify as what you did was obnoxious? Oh, just like, spank, you know, spanking people on the ass with your purse. Well, where are you going to spank him on the thigh? I mean, everyone, you, right. that's just ridiculous. <laughs> right, right, that's, just, that's just common courtesy. Yeah, exactly. Spank- All in good fun. You know? Of course. I'm not, steal, I'm not trying to steal anyone's husband, you know. <laughs> just smack him on the ass with a purse. And technically, you didn't really touch him. Your purse did. My purse did it. See, see I've, I've always been like that, see? Good, that's good legalese right there. Yeah. You know... I, I think people let 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 your husband let your wife go out without you and get drunk and be stupid and flirt with people and get flirted with and let them come home to you. You know, all riled up. I mean, well, not even riled up. Just you know, happy. Just fucking let people. You know, if you love someone, let them go. I'm not saying let your husband go out and cheat on you, but or your wife. But you know, just come on. Don't smother somebody. Let's let let someone be themselves. Let someone go out and feel alive and then come home. <laughs> and, to, feel to, and feel dead. I was just gonna say to, that's great. No, you, but you know what I mean. You, I mean, you could be dead tomorrow. Out, live tonight. Let, let them go out and feel good about themselves. You know, that's some sage advice. If you if you can't trust your spouse out for the night, I mean, you shouldn't be with that person. Well, here's what I would do. Okay, here's what I would do. I would I would tell I would say, listen, let me go out with Bridget because the worst she's going to do is spank me on the ass with her purse. And, Pretty much. Yeah. And, and technically, that's not really spanking me. That's just striking me with a purse. That is that is the worst thing I'm going to do. See, so you're because harmless. I, yeah. Anyone at my age? Oh God, what? I have a man. I don't need more. Oh, my God, <laughs> one's not. One's enough. Oh, men, you are so much trouble. We oh. really are. What What is the worst thing we do for you, women? Um, I don't know. You guys are just like babies. It's just like no, we're not. You know how they have like the man flu. You know how women we always make fun of you guys. Hey, it's called we just call oh it, we just call it the flu. By the way, we just, it's just the flu. It's not we <laughs> we don't call it's just it like. 
if I break my leg, you know, like a man has to be like, oh, I broke my leg once. It was the worst. Let me tell you about my broken leg. You're like, they always have to one up you. And you're like, I know you barely survived. Oh, you poor thing. Listen, the time I gave birth was atrocious. That's all I know. Exactly. Exactly. Awful. And you women will never know the, the, the pain. I don't understand that. I mean, I, my mother was an obstetric nurse, so she, we always knew what giving birth was, man. And so then she was upset when she got older and my older sister and I were like, well, we're not having kids. You know, you showed me what, I'm not getting pregnant. You, you showed me what that was. Are you kidding me? And she was like, oh, she goes, I wanted you guys to be educated about it. And she didn't want any teen pregnancies or anything, which is kind of laughable. If you look at pictures of me and my sisters as teenagers, <laughs> that was not going to happen. <laughs> Mom, if there's one thing I can guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. That's not going to happen. You know, God, even, you know. I mean, we weren't unfortunate, but, you know, nobody, we weren't cheerleaders either. Nobody was chasing us down. So, well, you'd, um, be, you'd be a little well, hot on yourself, I think. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. But, I mean. I, uh, I got your point. Plus, plus, my brother was on the football team, and nobody's going to get me pregnant, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but I think that, honestly, I think that's a good thing. My brother protected me, but he also let me know that. Boys are bad. They only want you for one reason. And I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> Ooh, who's your friend? Yeah. <laughs> no, I always like. like but, huh, I think. But I, can I get your friends? Can I get your friend's phone number? I'm like, well, no. You just told me boys only want one thing. <laughs> yeah, that did defeat the purpose, didn't it? Right. Didn't think that. Through. Yeah. So my younger sister has kids, and we're grateful for that because she didn't. My mom didn't. You know, she learned her lesson with the older two. She's like, I better not tell her what being pregnant's really about. How old? Is, how old? How much younger is your younger sister? She's nine years younger than I am. Oh, okay. Whereas my my older sister is. Uh, Three, year, three years older than I am, and my brother's a year older. So all three of us were in high school one year together. Oh, all three of you, yes. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, the, the, and, you know, so the teachers, every teacher I had just was like... Another Clayton. Here we go again. <laughs> well, my sister was like straight A's, you know, top 10 of the class. I don't think she was top five, but she was top 10, I think. Close to it, anyway. And then my brother was like, you know, Mr. Personality, blonde hair, football team. And then like me, I'm neither, you know, I'm just like, I'm different. And they were just <laughs> like, what, what now, you know? I'm the everything they're not. Yeah. Yeah. They were, well, we were a good combo because we're, we're all different and that's good. Yeah. No, I think, I think I was, I want to say it was a Spanish class. I think because I think it was Mike LeBaron, John Clayton. Oh boy! It was oh it was gosh. I was with a lot of older people. I don't know how I got in that class because it was I either, and I don't know why I remember them so vividly because I guess it's well, they, they talked they talked <laughs> well they talked what why those two Mike LeBaron and my brother oh my god well they talked to me that's a funny thing is a lot of times upperclassmen won't talk to you not to, I mean they were two grades above me you you were just one right. they they were right. two so I think. And I think it was their junior year, my freshman year, if I remember correctly, which I might not be. But either way, they didn't have to, but they right. they did. I thought that was pretty cool. That's why personable guys. Michael Barron's a great guy. You should you should see if you should interview him. Yeah, he lives yeah. he lives um out by um he lives close to me somewhat. Yeah, he's down your way. I yeah, he is. Quite on, he's not quite on Cape Cod, but I 
I think he's vicinity. Yeah, yeah, he's a little north or, north of it, but because I was down that area at once, and I, and I, I I put something on Facebook that was meant for a group, not public. And Michael Barron said, "Hey, I'm down here. You should you should have told me." I'm like, "What? I didn't even know you were in this group." I'm like, "Oh God, I put that on my personal page." I know now. Everybody knows where I live. Thank, thank God it wasn't the nudes. I keep them separate, but I know. <laughs> but uh, so I know he lives somewhat near me because I went to yeah. I went to a I forget what place it was, but. Um, I was shocked. I haven't heard from him in a while, but he reached out when I was yeah. in his in his hood, if you will. Always, always a good guy. I think he must have been raised well. I didn't know his parents, but um, he and my brother were friends. I don't think they were like BFFs, but they were friends. They were definitely friends. Yeah. And uh, he's always been a good guy, so I think that you know that comes from somebody at home. Yeah. You know, so he must have been must have been raised right, unlike me. now how often do you get back to massachusetts not often because i don't have any family living there anymore you have no reason to come back i mean i love it there i i try i don't go there for work because for me it breaks my heart to be there for 12 hours yeah because what are you gonna do i was there a couple of years ago and uh Got in really late, but was going to be able to have lunch with some people. And uh, so a couple girls came and had lunch with me. They broke off their lunch. Like they have a lunch hour. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> so we like, oh, my God, get, get, get lunch. So I was able to see a couple people a couple of years ago. But um, that was it. Well, that's cool, though. Yeah. But I guess you're right. There's no reason to come back. It's Yeah, I mean, because when I go, I want to stay for days and I want to see everybody and it's yeah. not possible. And then, you know, it's like going to Hawaii for 10 hours breaks your heart, you know? So I don't do that either. You know, Just, you know. <laughs> stay at the airport. If I go to Hawaii. They got It's got to be like 25 hours for me minimum. Cause I'm like, you can't make me go in and out of Hawaii. It's just a heartbreaker. Yeah. No, I would, I never thought of it that way. Cause it seems like it's all glamorous, but you're right. It's almost, it almost hurts. Right. It almost hurts to be there. Oh, I gotta go now. Yeah. But if you, you know, you send me to Baltimore or Orlando, you can get me out of there as fast as you want. I don't care. I'm not hurt. Get me out of here. What's in what Oklahoma, would, what, Oklahoma? Get me out of here. <laughs> What's your favorite place to go to? I don't. You know, people people always ask that, well, but I don't. I don't have a favorite place. You don't. Like, what do you, What's your favorite place for cheese? What's your favorite place for coffee? Like no, that's not that, your, that's not the what's case. What's your favorite place in August? What's your favorite place in January? All right, Bridget, no. I'll, I'll 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 be I'll be specific. Okay, you okay. you're going to Dallas. Okay, now when you get to Dallas, they're going to say to you, "All right, I have, I need you, Bridget, but you can pick any flight you want. I need you to cover something, but you can go anywhere you want to go. Today, be like in- today, it's today. It's literally when you land in Dallas." But, you know, there's a lot of places that I haven't been that I would pick, you know. Which one would, but, be, the, what would be at the top of that list? Oh, like, I haven't been to Rome. I've never been to Rome. Can you believe that? I've never been to Germany. Well, it wasn't built in a day, so, I mean, yeah, I can believe I know, that. right? So I've got time. I know I've got time. <laughs> but, you know, you know what I would say? You know, it's August, and, you know, if they were like, you can go anywhere you want and stay for, like, a day, yeah. I'd be like Vancouver or Montreal. But, you know, Canada's not letting us in. But say they were. You know, like I would, I would head up to Canada. Why? Just, I love it. Well, well, what do you love about, what do you love about it? That's what I mean. Like, you know, you know what I like, you know what I like? I, I like that it's very much like the U.S., (laughs) but but it's, it's just, it's just different enough 
to make it cool, you know? <laughs> it's like but we are, but cooler. Right. <laughs> but, but they're not in every way. They're not in every way. But I mean, if you're going to go like a couple of years ago, I was able to go to Edmonton for the first time and it was so cool. It was so cool. You know, I like going somewhere. I like going somewhere where they speak the language because I'm a typical American and I do not speak another language. I've got a few words in some languages and, and more words in another. But I, if you're speaking English, I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> You know, I'm home. I don't. I and I. I can figure out Canadian money. It's different than ours, but it's still like it's a dollar. It's a nickel. It's you know. Um, I go to Europe and I, I go to Europe and I'm like, oh my god. And the worst to me is the UK. Their money. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. They, they don't even. You know, it's a pence and it's a pound and it's a quid. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, what are you talking about? That's funny. How does that work? Do you, when you go, do you have to exchange money or do you have like a, uh, the best, you know, I know people exchange money still, but the, the best way is just to go to the ATM when you get there. It's the the best rates. Yeah. First of all, the ATM is going to give you better rates than the exchange desk. Although it's nice. It's nice to exchange a little bit of money ahead of time. So when you land, you do have money. Like if you're waiting at baggage claim, you're like, I do want a cup of coffee and I want, you know, Oh, that's a good tip. Yeah, just exchange a little bit before you get. It's nice to have some in your pocket before you go. But for for the main spending, go to the ATM. It's a better exchange. Huh. Yeah. And they will always offer you English. If you're in the tourist areas, they're going to offer you different languages at the ATM. So you're all set. Yeah, well, yeah, they want you to use their ATM, sure. Yeah, sure. Money, money, money. Makes the world go around. I know. So you've never been to Rome. Uh, I've never been to Rome. Have you been to Italy? You must have been to Italy. I've been to Bologna, which is like not a city that people go to when they're like, I'm going to go to Italy. And, you know, you're going to hit Rome or Florence. But I went to Bologna. It was really cool because we wanted to go. We only had a couple of days and we were going to be in Europe in general, but we were going to dip down in Italy because I had never been. And uh, we, were gonna, we went to Bologna because they're like, what's a city that's not going to be super mobbed? You know, what's kind of smaller, what's less traveled. And so we went to Bologna and it was really cool. Because, yeah, nobody goes to Bologna. Except for the Bologna. Wait. Bologna. Yeah, that's where it's from. Mortadella, right? And uh, Bolognese sauce. So, you know. Wow, yeah. So we went and we got that and it was great. It was great. It's a really small city. So. What was your, what's the best part of Bologna? They have these um, medieval era towers, and I, I don't know if they're called towers or whatever, but there's they used to be all over the city, and because um, they're just like these thin, narrow towers, but they like lived in them, and I guess they, I guess there was a lot of crime, you know, in the medieval times, and Italy has like this amazing history of you know uh, families and clans, and you know murdering each other and i mean as of all (laughs) the whole world does you know and the world has always been a shit show we think it's a big shit show now but they've always been murdering each other for land and brides and you know so they built these big towers that were defendable 
that the whole family just lived in this little narrow tower, but it goes up stories and stories and stories. And they have some open that you can pay them a couple euros to climb up and it's terrifying and it's a long way up, but then you get up there and it's this amazing views. So yeah, there's no elevator. There's no, cause you know, in San Fran, they have that, that quake tower. You can take an elevator up, you can climb the stairs, but it's kind of like that, but there's no elevator cause it's medieval <laughs> and they cannot put an elevator. In. They didn't have elevators. It's really cool. Yeah, I think that's that's really cool. Just and they have this big cathedral that I don't remember the name of on the top of a hill, but you can take a tram up there, but Oh, that's crazy. So we did that. We took the tram up. Just I like to get a view and yeah. I like a, I like to get a snack. A view and a snack. You know something you just described your job. You work on an airplane. You have a view <laughs> right. plenty like of snacks. So really, well, you got stale pretzels. They're stale pretzels. They're not like arancini balls or anything, you know. Sorry. Uh, good point. Good point. One yeah. one man's arancini ball, another man's pretzel, I think though. Right. <laughs> what I do I, now do you get to go international a lot or is it so, You know now? No. Well, but but in a, in in, a, in the real world if you will. In the real world, yeah. I mean, it's by seniority, so Rome is always going to, Rome and Frankfurt and Paris, it's always going to be, you know, more for the more senior people. But yeah, I can do international. Hopefully it comes back. How much seniority do you have? How many years have you been working for the L? I have, I have 20, what year is this? 21? <laughs> yes, uh, yes, yes. I have oh, we'll never forget years. last year. I'll forget this year, but I won't forget last year. Right, right. So it's funny, I tell you, I don't know years, but in my job, it's seniority-driven. So I know that I've been there 23 years. Mm, okay. And who's got the most seniority, number-wise? Oh, my God. We have people, you know, in the, some people, you know, I didn't start until I was 28. But in the olden days, all they all started when they were 20 because they were expected to get married and leave by the time they were 30. But they didn't, you know. Times changed, and, you know— we have, you know, people can't retire at 60. You can't afford to. So if you started when you were 20 years old, you're 65, you're still working. That's 45 years. Mm. I'm, we have people, yeah, we have people who have over 50 years seniority now. They're mostly on my flights. Start, we, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, start talk, we start talking about them like, you know, if when are you going to retire? You know, yeah. I mean, come on. There's, we have, apparently we have three flight attendants who are in their eighties and that's really, I mean, wait, are you being serious? I'm being serious. I have never met any of them that I know of, but I think for me, that's about a lot about America in general is that people don't, some people don't want to retire because they don't feel like they'll have anything to do. And I think that's sad. Right. You know, they should have something. That's the goal of retiring to do stuff. I mean, you know, people have, everyone has different financial reasons, but at 80, come on. What? Go to Florida. Go to the beach. Go eat along. Beach in Florida. Yeah. Fort I mean, Minas people beach. who are, there's, there's people in their 70s who run circles around me. So I'm not to say, oh, you should definitely retire at a certain age, but people run circles around me, you know? So. When, when, you, know. You, when you say that, I mean, it's a, it's a small cabin. I mean, <laughs> realistically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, what, right. do you, what do you mean by that? Because I just mean they can, they can keep like a good mood through the whole day. Oh, you mean mentally run circles? Yeah, mentally. Yeah, they're just they can keep a good mood the whole day, and they just don't mind if someone is just, you know, some people are really high maintenance, some people are not. They just don't mind if someone is just a pain in the ass. Yeah, and they can just keep serving them without that coming across. It's not personal because I can't. 
if someone is just really taking up more than their share of my time, eventually it's going to be on my face. But these people do not. They do not. It's not on their face. What do you do with a person like that? Not, well, I mean, what can you do? You just keep, you just keep going. You just, they want 500 Diet Cokes. You're going to give them 500 Diet Cokes, but they're going to see it on your face. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Save some Diet Coke for the other people, you know? There's other people on this plane. You can't have all of the Diet Coke. Can you say something like that? Uh, should you say something like no, that? No, 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 no. Can you? Can you? Yeah, sure. You can. Oh, you know, but... some, some people some people have a way of saying that that makes everyone happy. Yeah, you know, people, right. oh, okay, ha, ha. Some people just have a different. And some people can accept being told that. Some people can't. Okay. Someone from New York would be like, yeah, you're right. I'm asking you for too much stuff. But someone from, like, L.A. is going to be like, you hurt my feelings. No. <laughs> now I want two Diet Cokes. Yeah, right. Are, are, you, right. Are, you one, are you one to eye roll people? Yeah, I am. <laughs> to their face or as you walk away? Both. Both. Yeah, I, nice. I'm an eye roller, and it's, it's – I, I can't – it's not something that I'm, like, intentionally, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll my eyes it now. Just it's not at all – yeah, it's involuntary. Yeah, I do that too. It's it's the weirdest thing because I don't know I'm doing it until I what? Re- realize. And where it. do you learn? Like, where do you learn that? I don't know. That's the funny thing is, how did that start? Who said, you know what? I'm going to turn my eyes up or down. What? what and, and, it, and it's going to mean this. It's going to mean when you're I a douche. My eyes, right. It's going to mean this. Yeah, like I've had I know that my mother was an eye roller. I think my. I'm going to have to say I think my father's sisters are eye rollers. Um, both of my parents came from sarcastic families, so it's just awful because it's just in my blood. And uh, boy, would I sure love to be that person that people go, "Oh man, they are such a nice person, so friendly, supportive." <laughs> it's not. That's not me. I would love. I would love for people to be like, "Wasn't she the nicest person you've ever met?" But it's not oh, gonna be me. oh, that Bridget. She's not. God, a she's, a saint. she's a high she's roller. A she's Saint yeah. Bridget. Saint Bridget. Is there a Saint Bridget? There should be. Oh, there's tons of St. Bridget's, yeah. Are there? Yeah, yeah, she's the patron saint of Ireland. In Ireland, she's more important than St. Patrick. But That's crazy. That's crazy talk. Yeah. There's like a Swedish one and a German one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, were you named after anybody? No. Um, my mother was just in... My mother is not of Irish descent. I mean, there's some in there. She's really mixed, but she's mostly, um, waspy English. My father's a hundred percent Irish. And my mother was just like, when she was pregnant with me, she was just like into Irish names. So my name is Bridget Kathleen. I mean, you would think that I was from South Boston, I but do. yeah, I'm not. <laughs> so I'm only half Irish. I mean, plus whatever amount my mother is, you know? So, Yeah. But my mother was just, I think you have to ask a woman who's been pregnant, like what goes through their mind when they're pregnant, you know? Yeah. Well, because my mother was just into Irish names when she was pregnant with me. She just, that was it. Well, I guess there are worse things to be into. I met all my great grandmother, my grandfather's mother. She was very old, obviously, but um, she had told me, she goes, oh, I had a, I have a sister in Ireland named Bridget. And I was like, oh, and then I told my aunt that. And she goes, she's born in Brooklyn. What is she talking about? (laughs) (laughs) She goes, maybe she had a sister Bridget when she was in a Catholic school or something. She's Brooklyn, Ireland. 
Yeah, Brooklyn, I pretty much, right? She's born in Brooklyn. What is she talking about? That's great. She's not from Ireland. Wait a you know? minute. Like, oh. Hold the phone. <laughs> right, right. That's what my aunt's like, what is she talking about? Uh, do you have any plans? You mentioned you had a boyfriend. Uh, I'm not going to get into your, your relationship, but do you have do you have any interest in having kids, or has that never interested you based on your um, childhood? Well, I... I love how you're whispering now. It's okay. You can talk. You know, no, I mean, I always thought, I was always open to having them. I wasn't like a never kid person. I was open to having them, but um, I always thought that, I mean, when I be, you know, in my 20s, I'm just like, yeah, I'll, I'll probably have them eventually. And I was married and divorced in my early 20s. It was just like, we were both like, oh, it was two years. We were like, okay, let's, let's, let's cut our losses now and move on. And, you know, I don't know where he is and I have no hard feelings and I, I you know, it was just like, oh, let's not be married. So it was got that out of the way. And I have no interest in remarrying. Um, I don't think it's necessary, really. I mean, if you want to, I think that's great. But for me, I don't feel like it's necessary for me. So I'm not against marriage. I just, you know, it's not my thing. It's just not for you. So, but for as far as kids, I always thought if I met somebody who I felt I could really count on and rely on and... So I would want to be with a man who wanted to have kids more than I did because I'm not interested in doing all the work because I know how much work it is because I always was a, a babysitter. And after college, I was a live-in nanny for a little while. And I just saw, wow, it is a tremendous amount of work to raise a child, like emotionally, mentally, and forget about financially. That's just, I don't know. It's crazy amount, but I mean, emotionally, mentally, you have to be there for that kid and they have, they, they're looking to, they're looking to you and you know, you gotta, you gotta be there. And so you really want a partner who is like, yeah, I'm going to be there too. You know? So I thought if I met that guy and we fell in love, then I would have a kid, but I just, um, yeah, didn't. And by the time I was 35, I was like, I don't want him anymore. And people would say to me, well, you could still have them. I said, I know I can, but I don't have that. I don't have that yearning for a child that a lot of women have. So the two things stand out to me in that conversation. I, I love the fact that you said they have to want it more than me because if they want it any less, they don't really want it. Well, bingo. <laughs> I mean, that, that's basically what you said. I was like, barely. <clears throat> if there's anyone, I feel, like, I feel like I feel like you really need to be there for that kid. You got to pretend to be a whole person. Yeah. If you want to raise a mentally healthy child, right. Can I ask you one question about your 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 marriage? Yes. Okay. You said that you both just, that you both just knew after it's time to not be married anymore. Like what? What? I'm I'm fi- I'm fascinated by that. Like you you because it, it seems like it was very amicable, despite the fact that you don't know where he is and who gives a crap. But but it's did, not that I don't give a crap. No, I don't mean it that way. I just mean like I hope you're not, well. Sure, of course you don't wish him ill will. Doesn't but, matter. You know? I thought it was it was more it was twenty five years ago, you know. But what what? <laughs> no, I know, but it's it's still interesting to me that you guys just like said it's you, the way you put it was like, hey, listen, I, I think I'm done. You done? Yeah, all right, let's let's be done then. Yeah. Is that how yeah. it went, or was it was it? Uh, kind of. Yeah. You know? And and I just found myself being interested in another person, and I thought, well, that's not. And I was still very young. We were both in our early twenties, and I was like, that's that's not cool yeah. to be. 
I mean, you can always find someone else attractive because people are attractive. And, and when people think when you get married, you or your spouse is never going to be attracted to somebody else. Well, that's ridiculous. I mean, you know, people are attractive. It's just that your commitment stops you from acting on that. That's uh, what it is. Okay. So people act like, well, I can't believe you think she's pretty. Well, of course, that's a pretty girl, you know, I mean, so, um, uh, we just were like, when we split up, people were like, I can't believe you guys are splitting up. You guys never fight. You guys have never seen you say a bad word to each other. I've never, you know, but that's because we didn't care enough about each other to fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We never had a fight. There was nothing to fight about. Cause we were both like, eh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. So we were both just kind of like, I found myself being very interested in someone else. And I, and I didn't tell him that I don't need to hurt his feelings, but right. I was just like, no, I don't really think we need to be married. And he was like, well, I kind of feel the same way, but I don't, he goes, I don't really want to tell my parents I'm getting divorced. I, I don't want them to think I'm a failure. And and to me, I thought if that's the only objection you have to getting divorced, <laughs> that's, that was his really only objection to getting divorced. He didn't want to tell his parents. That's funny. Listen, so I, I, thought, well, I don't want you either, but I can't tell my mother. <laughs> I don't want to disappoint my parents. Right. right. So I was like, well, that kind of makes it true then. Yeah. And easier to do. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, and I guess he really, you know, so I don't know. We were in our early 20s and we fell in love and we thought in your early 20s, you think I'm going to fall in love and then we're going to get married. Right. But that's not, you're not supposed to marry everyone that you, that you love. True. Well, the law dictates you know? that as well. The law dictates that as well. But yeah, I mean, like, you know, in life, you know, you're going to love people and that's great. You should definitely, you know, I do envy people that have only been in love with one person from high school, though. I think that's really sweet and that's really cool, you know? And rare. They were like, yeah, we met when we were 12 and we started dating and we've never been apart. I think that's super cool, too. That's really cool. Yeah, no, there are definitely instances of that, but that's they're few and far between. Right. Yeah, I mean, this, they really stuck it out, you know. You know, <laughs> I mean, no, you're really trying hard if you're with somebody that long. You're really in it. You're in it, and that's really cool. Because it's not easy. It's not easy for anybody. No, never. Yeah. <laughs> wow, we're, no. we're really proponents of marriage, aren't we? Oh, it's terrible. It's 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 hard work. <laughs> it sucks. I saw I saw a meme once, and it strikes me so true. And I still think about it. And it said, "If there's anything I've learned about love, it's nothing." <laughs> so, <laughs> I was good. like, bingo. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That is good. Um, one more question for you. And, okay. and I know you, because you have to go soon, right? I mean, you, you're. Well, I got to, I got to go to the grocery store, George, and I got to get my coffee. Yes. Oh, you're doing this without <laughs> coffee? I, I am honored. I had a crappy cup, half a cup of in room coffee. Yeah. It was awful, but it was warm and it had a, uh, a vague flavor of coffee. So there was no Starbucks in the lobby. Oh, I haven't even been out of my room yet. <laughs> I'm sure there's a Starbucks in the lobby. All right. Well, you know what? The question wasn't good, anyways. Let's just end it on that. Is there anything okay. that is there anything that you want to? Well, I shouldn't just end it without asking you first. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Is there anything else you want I to? No, I have nothing to plug. Although, let me plug this. Yeah. So this, this year. <laughs> This year, we've been talking a lot about vaccines, right? You yes, know, should yes, I get yes, it? Should yes. I not? Blah, 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 blah. But I got to tell you, because I know that, I don't know if you've turned 50 yet, but you would be turning 50 this year if not yet. Correct. And so a lot of your listeners are about our age group is 
uh, one thing you're supposed to get when you turn 50 and I, and I'm going to plug it because I just got my, I just got my second one is your shingles vaccine. Oh, when you turn 50 and you don't need to talk to your doctor about it, you just walk into CVS or Walgreens or, you know, and you tell wherever you're signed up for your prescriptions and all you tell the pharmacist, I'm here for my shingles vaccine. And you got to get two of them within uh, two to six months apart. And then like you're set for life pretty much. I don't even think you need a booster because you don't want shingles. Okay. We can debate about COVID all day, but you want the shingles vaccine. Okay. So that's what I'm going to plug. Take care of your health. We're getting older. We got to think about these things. All right. I thought you were going colonoscopy. Oh, I haven't had mine yet. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Listen, I take care of the shingles this year. The colonoscopy. The shingles, next. The, sh- the shingles is you just walk into CVS or whatever and you get it. Colonoscopy is like a whole ordeal. So I'm saying take, take care of your health. It's really easy. to The easy thing is to do. That's what I'm going to plug. Look after yourself. I like it. I, I like it. That's a, I think I read that in a Chinese and a fortune cookie once. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's, it's also a journey song. Be good to yourself. Yes. When nobody else will or something or nobody yep, else can. Yep. Yeah. Be good to yourself. Well, I remember the video for that. Well, it's on YouTube for sure. Yes, yes, yes. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. I, 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 I find I, I was, I really wanted, you, you know, because I asked you before and you're like, eh. I figured what the reason was. Was it because it was YouTube or something, or was it? Oh, because yeah, it was because you didn't have a laptop or a computer. Oh yeah, or Google. yeah. I don't. Not tech savvy, you know. Not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when when I when I decided not to do the the YouTube anymore, I, I asked you again, hoping that was the real reason you wouldn't want to do it. Because then I don't want you know if you made something else up, I'd know. Okay, she just didn't want to do it. But but I was glad that you said yes because I I, I always have found. I love to talk. Love to talk. That's a bonus. I didn't know. Like, I didn't know if I was going to be shooting yeah. pool with a rope trying to get you to talk or not. But I basically said, hey, Bridget, what time is it where you are? And then the next thing I know, I'm getting shingle shots. So this is good. Yep. This is Speak good. Speak to yourself. That's right. Speak Perry. <laughs> to yourself. Well, thank you so much, Bridget. And um, enjoy. And, and I, I, I hope to talk to you soon. Yeah. Same, George. Have a great day, Bridget. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>